Welcome, everyone, to our fourth podcast of Benny and the G. I'm joined by my co-host and friend, Ben. What you drinking tonight, Ben? I gotta apologize to the viewers now. Um, first couple episodes, I went straight yellow can in a row, you know, Moritz. And this time, I'm going Budweiser. Two red cans in a row. Uh, but as I mentioned last time, you just can't beat the deals. These are these are about 30 cents a beer. Uh, so I'm going to hand it back to you. But I don't want my viewers, especially Jack from Minnesota, once again, to start chirping me about my beer choice. So wow. just keep that in mind. We might have to box it's this. Always thing. the Minnesota Minnesota people. Yeah. Um. Any reason for the switch, or was it strictly cost? Uh, it was strictly cost. I mean, you, you like you, if you studied a, a semester abroad here, you'd realize that like cost kind of outweighs anything. Any taste you have, uh, it's, can, it can be simplified to cost. And are there other American beers that flood the shelves as no, much as Budweiser? Budweiser is the only American. There is Corona. Uh, Corona is about two euros per beer, though, and this is thirty cents a beer. So Budweiser completely wins that wins that battle any day of the week. Two euros, so about six bucks. Damn. What, um, no, two euros does not translate to six bucks. How many dollars is it in America? Two, uh, one euro is one twenty. So two euros is two forty. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, on to me. So as you know, leaves are changing. It's the fall season. And why not drink a beer that complements that that sentiment? So I have right in front of me the limited edition Bushlight. And alcohol content about 5.5. You know, I'm in college. I can't afford your Stellas at this point until I own my own business one day. So I'm, I'm drinking a cheap beer, but uh, I'm in the season. So I'm excited to get things going. And, and me and G were arguing before the podcast even started uh, whether Keystone's whole seasonal type scheme is even seasonal. Because I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, back in the States, they do seasonal promotions every season. Bush. Bush. Sorry? It's Bush. Yeah, but Bush does the same shit as Keystone. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, if you do want to talk about Keystone seasonal, that's a whole no another conversation. Uh, but I'm pretty sure Bush and Keystone are, are kind of related. But anyways, just kind of a tangent. Let's get right into it. We'll be back in a few. issue our friends from home blew up about it there was a clear divide between those for and against the issue at hand it was tiger versus phil and what seemed like an innocent match to raise some money for charity turned into a bloodbath in the 
in the group chat about one question. Specifically, how truthful was the was the match? So so you what know there? what you know what team I'm on. What team are you on? I'm on the team that it was not staged. Okay. It was So we're debating. We're, we're, we're in a full on debate speaking. right now. Sorry? We're in a full-on debate right now, because I completely believe that was staged. And we had the support of uh, JT, Jack Klingman, a former high school golfer, almost turned college golfer. Uh, he was fully supporting the idea that, that this was staged. Maybe not to the extent of WWE, but to the extent where they just wanted to give the, the best performance for their viewers. May I ask you a few questions? Yep, riddle away. <laughs> so the underlying motive for this is to give a better performance for the viewers. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And it's not that $9 million that's at hand that no. they would personally win if they won the contest. I, I truthfully don't think they cared about that $9 million at all. I think they were making enough money on the side that that nine million dollars this is kind of a show for the spectators. What about the personal glory of winning a of winning against someone who's considered your rival for? Are you? If they wanted the personal, if Phil wanted the personal glory, he wouldn't have given Tiger that free six foot foot putt and say, they "I don't want to end this way." It's already gotten heated. They're, they're giving putts the entire game. That was just the courtesy of the match. Okay, like, I, I get. You don't want, yeah, you don't want to end the game on a five foot putt that someone misses. I understand that 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 is a. That could be considered a staged thing, but it's just simple. It's like that. Okay, they were giving three footers maybe the entire match. Then the last putt, like maybe the eighteenth hole. I forget if it's eighteenth or nineteenth, and you they're mic'd up the whole time. And Phil goes, "I don't want it to end this way." And he's like, "So it's good, obviously." And this was like a six foot, seven foot putt. That is clearly not good. Usually, there's a little discrepancy whether it's a, a tap in or like a. A sketchy putt, but this was like a full a full putt, basically. I just want to also say that we are much better podcasters than Phil and Tiger could ever be, considering they're talking to each other, how bland it was, how boring they sounded when they were trying to make small talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I couldn't watch the whole match. I was, uh, I was at a bar that night, and, like, obviously it's pay-per-view, but getting pay-per-view in a foreign country is near to impossible. I don't know how to run the TV. My TV speaks in Catalan, so I had to I had to use a couple sketchy I had to use a couple sketchy links, and I ultimately got it around the 17th hole. So I didn't really I can really talk about all the dialogue that was going okay. on between them, but there was so I I agree that it was basically even pointless that they were mic'd up. They were not talking. So the basis of your argument for stagedness is that. They were giving each other putts. Is that what your fundamental point is? Um, yeah, I guess. Well, no, it's not like giving each other putts. It's how... Okay, so it's... Obviously, Tiger had to sink that chip to get it, like, to be all square. However, I think deep down they wanted it to be a tie match. Like, they wouldn't let someone get ahead. That was lucky, and Phil would have won if Tiger didn't sink that, sink that chip. But moving forward, they knew that they, knew that they were all square. They wanted to keep extending it. So basically, someone had to birdie for them to win. Like, no one could bogey. It wasn't possible for a bogey. And 
They had all the money set up on the 20th chipping green. They had that prepared. Like, it was going into the dark. One of Tiger's most famous moments is winning a tournament when it's the, like, you couldn't see anything besides the camera lights. And I think they kind of wanted to replicate this, and they clearly did. It was completely, basically pitch black, and they had all the money on the 20th uh, chipping green, and they uh, hit, like, 130-yard pitch shots from off a green. So I think that was a little staged. So do you know what hole that uh, that chipping green was? No clue. It was, it was the 20th hole, technically. I don't know uh, where it was. Low. I think it was like the third or fourth or fifth. But it wasn't a hole. They were hitting from green to green. So, because the money was there, you're thinking that the entire time they knew that they were going to go to that 20th hole. And in, in, no, not, the, not the entire time, but I think there was incentive to go to that 20th hole. Do you agree? I, 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 I mean, the, the question is, why is there incentive to, to create a longer broadcast? For the viewer, for it's, it's pay-per-view. Okay, but, but they've already gotten their money. That's not Everyone true. Everyone who's paid for it has already paid for it. Do you have the statistics saying that people don't start paying for it on the 18th hole, knowing that it's going to go into a draw? They're, so you're I, saying that people who saw it would go into a draw and just started, started to get pay-per-view? I'm, I'm sure not everyone that got pay-per-view got it right at the first hole. Okay. I think there has to be some... like some. I'm sure it's not a large percentage of people, but people probably got it around the 17th after seeing Tiger chip in. Imagine imagine being in a basement, like you're with 10 guys, and the only way to watch it is getting pay-per-view, and you see on your phone, you're like, holy shit, Tiger just chipped in to tie the match, it's all square, and then like, it's only going to be like four, like 4 to $5 a person, you're going to want to get it. See, I just, I think this, what this comes down to is a more cynical viewpoint by you on society and Tiger and Phil together. I, I just think that they were two friendly competitors who were going at it, and that's how the cards ended up shuffling. But I, I think we have to. Well, I think the friendly aspect of it and the um, like, kind of what, what was the word I was using? Like scam or um, oh, stage. Yeah, the friendly and staged are very closely knitted. And they like can overlap in certain situations because you're trying to help out a friend. You give them putt and stuff. But that being said, I think it was more in favor of being the word staged is tough too because staged you think of just like they they plan the whole thing in advance. Obviously, there's some room for variables and stuff. But I think at the end of the day, there was definitely it was leaning in favor of them trying to maintain the match as long as possible, and get more viewers, and ultimately get more money from it. And just We're going to move on. Yeah. I'm getting heated. <laughs> um, so on a similar note, Tiger's obviously at the apex of the golf game, and we picked another person, Steph Curry, who's at the apex of the basketball game. And we asked a simple question. Would you rather be as good at, would you rather be as, good as Tiger at golf, or as good as Steph at shooting a basketball? And Ben, I know you're terrible at basketball. You're good at golf, so I think that might sway your answer. 
So, what do you think about it? Well, which which year Tiger are we talking? We're talking 04. Like, 04 to 08, I would take Tiger. I think... I, I just don't think, like, being... I think being the best in golf is cooler than being one of the best in basketball. That's just my take. But... Yeah. Steph Curry is, I, I would say, undeniably the best at shooting. The, of all the time. best shooter, but if you have shooting basketball is 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 like the fun. I mean, LeBron can dunk. LeBron can. LeBron is all around so, the best player. But shooting a basketball is such a pristine thing to just be like, hey, I can throw that into that little cylinder over I, there. Better anyone in the world. Yeah, like no, how I, I definitely that? agree. That's impressive. I just think that's one of the aspects of basketball. Shooting is one of the aspects. While golf, it's basically entirely. You said as good as Tiger, whereas for Steph, you said have a good a shot as Steph. So mm-hmm. with Steph, you're only getting like, like whatever, a portion of the, the, the fundamentals of basketball, whereas Tiger, you're getting his whole game, and you're like, that's his peak. That's, so I'd way rather be the best and have the whole game than just a, a little aspect of basketball. But I, another thing to consider with golf is, with basketball... There's a shelf life to a career, you uh, know? Yeah. You're done at age 35. With golf, you can be fucking around with your boys, smoking cigars on the course at 72, well, still you, parring a bunch of holes. You also have the, there's the senior tour, so you can pretty much go till 70 and still play professional, technically. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, as I would consider myself a slightly lazy person, and golf is just uh, not as taxing on the body as uh, as basketball is. So, I mean, I think we both agree that Tiger Tiger would be the is the play there. Yeah, I mean, if you said LeBron, maybe, or like MJ, that would be a different conversation. But saying the shot of Steph is... Uh, whatever. And so... <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll be back in a couple moments, and uh, stay tuned. Yesterday was a sad, sad day in America. Really sad. One of our childhood heroes. The reason why Nickelodeon exploded was the creator of SpongeBob, Steven Hillenburg. Uh, he passed away due to ALS at age 56. And, you know, yesterday I actually watched two episodes out of Memoriam. Uh, ben, you want to take a stab at any of the episodes I watched? Um... No, I, I honestly can't. <laughs> like, okay. That is that is like not even possible to pick an episode. <laughs> there are way too many to choose from. Okay, one was 
when um, they get flung out of their treehouse into the woods and they have to use the magic conch shell. Okay. And the other was this episode where they went on these hooks and um, they would uh, fly up on these hooks and like and Mr. Krabs told them to stay off because they're obviously fishing hooks and they ended up getting captured. So I mean, Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, I was really nostalgic. But, uh, you know, that got us thinking. And, you know, we're old right now. We're in our, like, thinking about what's relevant now versus what's relevant when we're a kid. So we wanted to combine both worlds. Specifically, if SpongeBob was a Fortnite map at Bikini Bottom, where are you dropping? Ben, you want to lead things off? Yeah. Okay, so I, I gave this a lot of thought. We knew this topic was coming. Um, and, you know, I got to go Weenie Hut Juniors. Because... Weenie Hut Juniors is kind of comparable to... What would you compare it to on, on the real Fortnite map? Um, Maybe like a Wailing Grove. Woods or something? Greasy Grove, bro. Well, yeah, that's because it's a Greasy Grove has a burger. But I think Wailing Woods is kind of where all the new players go. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. And if I'm, if I'm actually going for a win, I want to I wanna go to Weenie Hut Juniors, you know, farm up all the materials, get some good guns, get a good loadout. Maybe it's only two kill game, but if I'm going for the win, I'm going there. However, if I'm going for a like a ninja type win, uh, a fifteen or maybe a a twenty bomb, I'm gonna go either either Sandy's house or the Krusty Krab. I think those are the main places. But I want I want to hear your. Where all the heads are gonna drop. I I don't think those are comparable to Tilted Towers. I can't really think of the Tilted Towers equivalent. But I think those are your your retail rows and your like Pleasant Park type things where a lot of people go. Definitely, um, you know, you're wrong, and I'm gonna get to why. You haven't thought of the place that is guaranteed dub, guaranteed gold rocket launcher, just gold scar everything. But first, obviously, giving this some thought, there are a number of things that came to my head. Um, you know, Patrick's rock is an impenetrable force, but, you know, you're just a camper if you post down there, and there's real no no place. It is penetrable. Everything in, in video games, you can destroy. You're right. <laughs> uh, I was also thinking Squidward's house. He has three different floors, each with a window. Uh, it's good if you have, you know, maybe a purple bolt, or even a heavy sniper nowadays. Uh, what I, Also, what I thought about was Barnacle Fields. You know, Barnacle Fields is open field combat, and I would consider myself uh, most skilled in Fortnite at open field combat. You know, running at someone else, being able to build my ramps, getting some open space to fire my shots uh, is just something I think I excel at. But above all else, the best spot to go in all this SpongeBob uh, Fortnite map would be Golden Man and Barnacle Boys' secret hideout hidden in the basement of Sandy Shoals. Dude, no way. That's like that's like the the cave in, in Fortnite on top of the mountain. There's a, a villain's cave or a, I don't know what it's called. It's a it's a layer. That's what it's the called. The layer. Yeah, and um, that thing sucks. Like that's one of the worst locations to go to. Yeah, except for the fact that there are like forty weapons on Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy's wall. That's true. I remember that episode. Fuck. <laughs> wait, right. wait wait wait! There's a flaw. They're not always going to be there every time. That goes against Fortnite's, like... Like, there's no place in Fortnite where there are 40 weapons against a wall every time. Yeah. And there's, like, a place where weapons are... Yeah, I mean... Like, more often. 
I guess you're you're your own you're my lawyer for against yourself. Huh? <laughs> but I just think that the resources there. Um, I think there's a lot to farm over there. So I would I would I would roll with that one, and I think I'd see you in a one v one coming from uh, Winnie Hut, and we'd I'd fuck you up. All right, we'll 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 pitch this to Epic Games, maybe a, get a collab. While we were talking, I actually just YouTube this to see if it was true because I used to do it, and if you look up like Spongebob live stream on YouTube. They basically have live Fairly Odd Parents episodes, live Ed Ed and Eddie episodes, and live Spongebob episodes all playing. Simultaneously. Like different channels. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm seeing Cosmo and Wanda right now. It's bringing me back. It's bringing me back to the days. I gotta be honest. Cosmo is kind of a menace. Were you a Cosmo guy or a Wanda girl? If you're a Wanda girl, stay out of my lane. You know what I never understood was the, like, the god. Or, what was his name? He had the big wand and he was the, he was kind of like the Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly. I can't, obviously, this was ten years ago, I can't tell you, but, um. I, I didn't understand him, though, because for someone that had, like, he was the god of all the fairies... He was pretty emotional and, and was definitely like subject to human emotions. Mm-hmm. That is that is kind of a flaw. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think he would just be a beast and like you always have an RPG on his shoulder. I I mean I all I know about Cosmo is that he liked bacon a lot. Um, he Dude, also was just kind of a twerp. It was and fucked. Just, it was fucked once once we hit like maybe fifteen years old. Cosmo and Wanda had a kid together. No. Yeah, you didn't know that. No. It's like a little, a little like ball of a kid. It's literally a circle. Looks like a, well, a doughboy. I always assumed that Cosmo and Wanda were sisters and brothers. Yeah, that's what most people thought. Apparently, they're either incestual or they just weren't sister and brother. All right, let's move on swiftly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could lead down a dark area. <laughs> Real dark. Okay, now we're going to get a little introspective, uh, we're going to talk about ourselves, uh, and maybe a little bit of growth in ourselves, so, what version of yourself do you look back in Haymore, Ben? High school freshman you, or college freshman you? <laughs> it's got it. like, obviously freshman me is super cringy, but everyone goes through that stage, it's got to be college freshman year. Mm-hmm. Or did I say, that's, I don't know which one I said, but... You hate college freshman more? Yeah, college freshman was just a, like, it wasn't a transition stage necessarily, but I just went in kind of being super cocky, and, because you're coming off senior year, so you gotta kind of, you gotta learn your place, it takes a little while, and you're just super cocky, and you do some regrettable things, um, and freshman year, obviously, it's, it's super cringy, but we don't have all that, we didn't have all that, like, social media to even remember freshman year in high school. Like, if my Snapchat, I don't, if I look at my Snapchat save stuffed, I would have to go to 2012 to see it, and I have nothing down there. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I was, when I was mulling over this question myself, uh, it took me, I was thinking for a while, and then it finally hit me. You know, high school freshman me was just a better person. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had smoked weed. <laughs> I had never drank before. I had never kissed a girl by, my freshman year was when I had my first kiss, but that is like, who was it with? Is, use a use a surname that I'll understand. Uh, 
Or a pseudonym, I mean, for our viewers. Baslin Torio. <laughs> okay, I think I got it. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I was just a very innocent, you know, I was, I didn't know the world's vices, you know, Pandora's box of evilness in the world hadn't opened up on high school freshman me, uh, and, and, you know, college freshman me, I was just a worse person, so... <laughs> I hate college freshman me more, and I think it's pretty, pretty easy. Do you so, like Do you like junior year G though? Right now. Yeah. I uh, I think I'm gonna like two years out of college G more, but I'm still trying to figure that one out. Okay. What about you? Because I, I wonder, like, you you go back in time and you look at these cringy moments, but when you're in the present, they're obviously not cringy to yourself. Well, so it's kind well, of rattling me. The reason, <laughs> reason why I said two years out of college is because after uh college i'm i'm trying to backpack around the world for a year oh, and i shit. think that like you know I'm, that everyone says it but like abroad makes you a better person i guess so i'm trying to uh you know live oh, off the land i don't think it'll apply to me but we'll see <laughs> <laughs> i saw a homeless guy the other day i gave him two euros he got tricked into it though i usually don't give money to homeless people based on principle that i can't give it to all people and uh my mom handed me two euros of change after we paid for this ticket, and he literally sniped her handing it into my hand, and he ran up, and usually my excuse is I don't have change, but he sniped it at the perfect timing, and so I had to give him, it was a two euro coin. That's like, that's like 250. That's a lot to give just a, a like a, and he wasn't even homeless, he, you can tell, you can tell who the homeless people are and who aren't. <laughs> Sorry, um, I, that's been on my mind recently. I, I usually, because there are people I'd rather give money to than that guy. So, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're, we're going to go reconvene with the segment that people in Shanghai have, have, have fallen in love with. Uh, it's what really grinds my gears, and we're excited to bring it to you. You know Jack from Shanghai is always requesting this. <laughs> It goes by Jin, actually, but whatever. <laughs> All right, see you in a few. Chugging along about 30 minutes in. Um, we're still going hard. So back to our fan favorite section. Um, viewers have been raving about this. The viewers love this. Really I like They've been coming in with constant reviews about this section. Uh, they've actually submitted some of their own, but we, we try to not read those because we want to have our, our own opinion. We try to stick away from the noise. But uh, 
so Ben, you want to lead things off? Yep. And per per week, we're back the what grinds my gears, and um, I actually thought of a good one. So the other day, let's just create this pseudonym for one of my friends. Um, his name rhymes with Schmevin Dingman, and he texts me. He's the audacity texts me in a group saying, "I'm gonna buy the same shoes that you bought two days ago." Almost word for word. And I, I just kind of laughed it off, thinking it was a joke. It's like, that's an absurd thing to tell someone. Someone, like, imagine you just get a, a fresh pair of shoes. You're kind of all, like, like feeling high and mighty. And then someone just blatantly tells you they're going to copy you. You don't think that's true. Just rains on your parade. Yeah. And so he, he has a reputation of doing this. He did this to me, like, about a year ago, too. And I just kind of shrugged it off, like, whatever. Go to different colleges. But this was a... A, f- a blatant flag on the pl- on the field, and so I I just kind of opposed it. I was trying to convince him not to, and I guess that's one of my underlying like you know uh, oppositions in life is is my opposition to to copy. I don't like when people copy me. I agree that it's a sincere form of flattery, but I've always just kind of found it obnoxious. And obviously, I'm super hypocritical because I do copy people. Um, so that's just mine for now. Is just and and he tried to pull the move that he saw these shoes a year ago, and I'm like, all right, so you so you waited a year until I got them, and then you decided to buy them. I just threw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> so I mean, that's that's it for me. I think I think the viewers will. Be happy with that one. They'll go home satisfied. So feel pretty relatable. Yeah. What's it for you? So for me, um, you know, this is one that didn't come into my life until about a year ago, and lately it's just been pissing me off. And it's AirPods. Oh, and okay. I I'll argue with you on this one. Okay. So I mean, I've never owned AirPods, so I can't argue with the functionality of them, but. For some reason, I feel like people who have AirPods have a sense of arrogance and entitlement that non-AirPodders don't have, uh, and, it, and I feel like it's a requirement that if you're going to make loud business calls, you have to use AirPods to do it or something. <laughs> you know, I was trying to go to Starbucks the other day, just get a simple hot chocolate, um, and when Mega Dick AirPod guy comes in yelling about capital capital op- optimization or whatever the fuck he was talking about and it just pissed me off i just i don't like airpods i don't like the people who represent them so okay well i'll, <laughs> I'll jump in here because i actually i want to argue on you on that topic i've never owned airpods but i'm a full supporter of them and that's because what? apple was going into a dark stage they were lacking creativity then they come out with these airpods in every review you read, it says it's the most flawless product Apple has ever created. It brought them back on the map. It got their reviews up. And I mean, when was Apple off the map? Apple is going downhill. Their their computers weren't getting any more. Like they won't, Just trust me on this. They have the number one market cap in the entire world economy. Yeah, I know, but they they that's still you're still allowed to go downhill for a company. Your stock can lower. You're like yeah. lacking okay. lacking new innovation. So, the, yeah, they trust me, they were going downhill. It's, like, common knowledge if you're an Apple fan. And the, the Apple AirPods brought them back to life, kind of. Because think about this. 
Apple prides itself on ingenuity. So they had the iPhone, they created that, they created the iPod, they created the MacBook. Three innovations that, that surprised the world. Then they stuck with those three for the rest of like almost more than a decade. And then they had the AirPods. So it was basically, aside from like Apple TV and stuff, it was basically uh, AirPods being the first, first one in a while. Have you had first-hand experience with people with AirPods in public? Yeah, they tend to be associated with finance, so they're going to have that kind of douchiness to them. I don't know why, but it's kind of like a, a banker's bag um, where, where typically finance people wear them. I don't know what it is, but whatever. I would also feel like I'd lose them right away. I do too. So or not lose both of them, but just one. Oh, that's even worse. Like, take them yeah. both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... We're going to finish off with a little story time. Yeah. Are you trying to be incriminating right now, Ben? I'll let you be incriminating. Or I'll let you talk about your friend that incriminates himself. Okay, so I had a friend. Uh, are we going to break? Yeah, we can go to break for a little. We, we'll, we first got to advertise um, Tylenol. Tylenol has been our recent subscription. And... To be honest, I'm not the biggest, well, I wasn't the biggest Tylenol fan before this. I was typically an Advil guy, but Tylenol's been coming in huge. I've been having a lot of headaches, and, you know, they just, they have a pill for, for the solution. And, sorry, I just got a, got a quick headache there. But, luckily, I took another Tylenol, and I feel good. Um, and for me, it would be Squarespace. Uh, that's our other sponsor. Um, you want a simple way to build a website? Um free to sign up uh i know a lot of top execs use it so squarespace okay and we'll be back after that after the break And we're going to use pseudonyms. Um, so the person who I know who did this, uh, John or Taya, uh, he was uh, in junior year of high school. He gave Adderall to a kid. And giving that Adderall, he got charged with uh, dishing a narcotic and got a two-week out-of-school suspension. And he got it wiped off his record. And he's good now. He goes to Elon University, so that's my story. That's good. That's good to hear for your friend. Um, very proud of him. I don't have that crazy of a criminal story, or neither do any of my friends per se. And 
I guess the the most I've ever felt in trouble was just when I was like about in I don't know maybe elementary school and I just stole about a hundred dollar item from this this store in the Bahamas and I hid it under my hotel bed and my parents found it and they made me write an apology letter and then can't handshake the owner of the store so that was a pretty cringy moment looking back on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he couldn't be that mad. I was like a very, very uh, innocent little kid, but I don't know. That's just, for me, feeling in trouble. That was the most I ever felt in trouble. Well, I think that about does it for Benny and the G. And to finish this one off, I, I want to um, kind of finish it with a, a special segment um, relating to the recent SpongeBob, and we'll just play it from here. And if you want to listen, listen. If you want to end the podcast... Yeah, go for it. Because I did what everyone said a kid couldn't do. I made it to Shell City, and I beat the Cyclops, and I rolled the Hasselhoff, and I brought the crown back. All right, we get the point. So, yeah, I'm a kid, and I'm also a goofball, and a wing nut, and a knucklehead mixed spazitron. What's going on here? But most of all, I'm... Hey, settle down. I'm... Take it easy. I'm... What the scallop? I'll do the goober!